everybody and welcome to uh, the next episode of the left media podcast we are your hosts i'm mike and i'm mitchell and today we are happy to be doing a film called snow piercer this was uh suggested to us by one of our wonderful comrades and commissars at uh on our patreon page uh we are uh happy to shout them out rot front uh or at commie party hats on twitter uh, they gave us a lot to think about as well. We had a little bit of a conversation on Twitter and, and took a lot from that. And also uh, from Mel at Cold Brewed T- Tool. Um, and uh, we're just super excited because this movie was really uh, really an interesting take um, on what is kind of, I guess, a sci-fi film I've seen it yeah. described as. Yeah. Um, but there are just a lot of elements of, of, of class struggle and class divide and, um, you know, kind of some Marxian um, ideas woven throughout. And uh, we're, uh, we're happy to jump into this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Snowpiercer was written and directed by Bong Joon-ho and stars Chris Evans, Song Kang-ho, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, Octavia Spencer, John Hurt, and Ed Harris, and uh, I think I think they did a good job. I don't have a favorite acted scene in this one. Um, some of the acting was a little bit inconsistent, you know. Some some scenes I liked better than others, um, mm-hmm. but I did get that sense of dread and desperation that was present um, from all of the actors. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I thought. Um there, there were a couple scenes that I thought was was kind of acted weirdly, like maybe they weren't like all the way into it for whatever reason. Um, well, they had some weird dialogue. To, to yeah, work yeah, they too, did. It, some of it was was kind of weird, and and uh, Mel on on Twitter even pointed out that there was some cringy dialogue. So uh, yeah. I kind of forgot about it when when we watched it Sunday night, but. Uh, yeah, it, some of it was was uh, real cringy, for sure. Uh, but overall, what I love about it is the plot. I think that um, what it lacks in uh, dialogue, I think it really makes up for in, in the writing realm of uh, the plot and kind of how it moves and... Um, it's it's a challenging film, I think, and the just the the idea is so unique that um, it's it probably was a lot to to take on, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was done very successfully though, and and done very well, and um, you know it's not uh, I don't think sci-fi films are really um, known for their dialogue, anyways, um, but. I I thought visually it was uh, it was very cool for the most part, um, and I thought that uh, that the actors conveyed uh, exactly what they needed to, um, and yeah, it, it's it's weird that that old Chris Evans goes from from playing Captain America. I mean, there's already kind of a a, a shift there from from playing. Squeaky, bleh, squeaky clean American hero, uh, Captain America or whatever, and then go into uh, 
this this movie where he's he's basically the leader of a revolution and yeah. and that's all very uh, obviously Marxian in, in its concept. So I thought that was a a, a, a cool shift and and then just uh, I mean like only other thing I really remember Chris Evans from is is obviously Captain America, but before that he was he was the dude that like yelled flame on and then was on fire in the original fantastic four movies and those were garbage oh yeah yeah so yeah. that's that's uh that's the only thing i i ever remember him from and i gotta say like he's he's a pretty talented actor yeah yeah and i and i've i've heard that he doesn't really want to do um captain america stuff anymore he wants to kind of um I I don't know if he wants to explore something totally different or he wants to retire from acting. But I've heard that oh wow I've heard a couple of different like rumor esque I guess type hmm. things uh, about him and uh, and and he, I think he's an interesting guy and uh, I'm I'm interested to see whatever he does next. Yeah yeah know? for sure he's um, probably made enough money off the Marvel films to oh, retire. Yeah. Well yeah, um, but uh, so do you have a uh, a favorite scene? Not really. I mean, everything was was uh, like you said, like the 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 overall plot is is what made up. Like the 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 duration of the movie is 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 kind of like it's 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 like just one gi- big giant scene to me. It's very and, linear, you know, and, and, and it's, it's meant to be. I think you know, um, which kind of I guess goes in and 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 flow with kind of like what it, it's supposed to, to represent right. in terms I mean, of dialectics and whatnot. Right. Uh, just to just to get the plot out there, uh, this is according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, quote, a post-apocalyptic ice age forces humanity's last survivors aboard a globe-spanning super train. One man, Chris Evans, uh, will risk everything to lead a revolt for control of the engine and the future of the world. End quote. So... You know, it's very obviously they start at the back of the train, um, yep. and there's a, a big class divide um, where the folks at the back of the train um, are um, kind of the the, the poor or yeah. the, the workers. Sure. And uh, there's a guy named Gilliam mm-hmm. who is kind of a the uh, older kind of wise um, guy in that group in that class I guess or in that train car and um, and and Chris Evans' character Curtis works with uh, with him to kind of cook up this idea for a revolt um, and they move uh, from one train car to the next uh, up to the very front where they're you know, Trying to get to uh, to Wilford, mm-hmm. who kind of runs the show, and and he's in the the really nice uh, Wilford Brimley. Yes, diabetes. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. That's <laughs> all right. Um, and and you know he kind of runs the show up there, and he's kind of the uh, the he kind of orchestrates the whole thing, and right, like, right, and keeps the classes um, divided purposefully. All right. So, uh, what what overall? What'd you think of the film? 
Um, I thought it was a perfect type of film to explore. Yeah. The show. I mean, yeah. I uh, I think there's so much there. Um, again, just themes of class divide and, and and like climate crisis is kind of the overarching thing. Yeah, um, for sure. It's you know. Um, the the legitimacy of government. I want to get into that just a little bit. I thought there were some interesting points there. Um, social Darwinism. I feel like there's kind of a, um, a given that that is how this society needs to work on this mm-hmm. train, and that's bizarre. Um, there's like labor exploitation, including child labor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a bit of a mixed bag, but it's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and you know, I, I thought initially I was like, "Well, it's all set in one place. That could be a challenge for a director um, to break up the monotony of the scenery." You know, um, and I thought that that he did a good job. I thought that you know each of the the train cars were different enough and unique mm-hmm. enough in their own ways um, that it really broke that up. And a couple of scenes, you know, showed the the. Um, the the daylight and the you know what was going on outside the windows for the first time they were, those were great um, that may be if I had a favorite scene that may be it you know um, where they break through to this car after being in, in that dingy like darkness mm-hmm. for for so long and the, yeah and the they were sun, all en- like, yeah they were all enamored by it and, and the and sun was like hurting their eyes you know at yeah. first and stuff so that was interesting. Um, and uh I suppose if if uh the 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 daughter of, of Nam was referred to as a as a train baby, so I, I we can only assume that, that her getting to that window was if if they'd never if they'd been locked up in their little drawer or whatever for that whole time, then uh we can only assume that that was her first time like seeing outside ever. Yeah, and 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 he kind of made a point to push up to the window and have her look out. Yeah, and especially when it was the uh, when they were passing the uh, the 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 seven or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was super cool. So you know, I, I thought like the the little garden portion and the like aquarium looking portion was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I like overall. I think I think what what I I like. Is the from with them going from the front to the back is is I mean like there's obviously the the train is supposed to represent like a a, a shift in time and in, in a in a broader sense but but um, you can just tell like like the the back is supposed to be the past um, and the and the way things like used to be and then like obviously like the 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 front of the train is so futuristic with with that big ass engine turning or whatever that was um i thought that was was super neat um because it's so dark and 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 dingy in the in the very back of the train and and then like then you get like the 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 the, uh, the nicer cars with the with the pool and like you said the aquarium and the garden and they're they're nice cars but but the, the the very front of the train is is obviously like futuristic as fuck and i thought that was a a, a cool little because there there is such a shift in in each car yeah that i that i i really appreciated and thought was super cool yeah, that's interesting, and and the colors, the color palette, the color scheme that we talked a little bit about. You yeah, know, so. I, I was able to notice some colors this time. Uh, you're <laughs> with uh, you. You were quick to point out some colors, um, and and uh, 
that was that was certainly one of the things I, I noticed right off the bat. Yeah, for sure, and and just you know all throughout the greens of the of the garden, you know, uh, and the blues uh, and everything of the of the you know water and the and the fish and kind of like aquarium looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the, the, the colors of, of, you know, the people who were wearing like, you know, from the front of the train who were wearing yellow or gold or, or whatever, you know, types of, uh, attire. Um, you know, it was all, it was all great contrast and, um, and I thought the, the, the color scheme was pretty interesting and it maintained that through pretty much the entire film. I mean, it did contrast those warmer, uh, colors against the the darker colors at times but then of course the whole outside was very cool you know um blue and and, you know Mm -hmm. uh so you know i thought there was there was a lot there and uh what do you think what what would you rate it as a sci-fi film inside of its genre Mm -hmm. uh and then what would you rate it overall i believe um for for a sci-fi movie, I, I, I think I'm willing to, uh, because of uh, not only being a, a sci-fi movie, but a, a sci-fi movie with, with the, the plot that it has, it is certainly an, an uh, ambitious plot. So I think with, with those two elements combined, I, I think I'm going to have to give it an 8.5 as a, as, a, as a sci-fi movie in its genre. and and uh to to zoom out a little bit from for an overall movie i i'm i'm super comfortable with a with an eight okay. how about you um yeah i'd probably for a sci-fi movie probably um you know compared to like blade runner and and the the the, the really great star wars films from the franchise uh being like a 10 i guess uh out of sci-fi i'd probably have to say maybe an eight um, okay. I thought it had a lot of a lot of things that were very uh, specifically sci-fi. I thought a lot of the visuals were were very much in that kind of uh, in that vein. But um, uh, I also I think probably overall I'd give it a seven point five. That's fair. That's fair. I I will say like one of one of my critiques is is some of the. Um, some of the CGI was was kind of uh, I don't want to say campy, but not good sounds too a little bit too harsh. Um, it it you could just definitely tell like it it suffered somewhere in its in its budget, which is is usually how how most things work. Um, you you have to kind of compensate somewhere. Um, which is fine, but but it it does um, kind of make you just look at it and be oh oh they had to do that <laughs> yeah yeah I'm with you um, that was one of the you know concessions maybe they had to make yeah yeah because um, it, it 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 it's got a, a great cast um, and visually inside the train a lot of it looks great yeah yeah for sure it, yeah um, so I, I guess like they 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 let the uh, a CGI factor um, kind of be the, the 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 thing to suffer, uh, which is fine. I, I get that. Um, I don't I don't even know like where this film came from because I I had no idea of it back in 2014, and and I've I've uh, been into into movies for quite some years, and and uh, I mean I, I figure this was around the time like Chris Evans was getting big with 
with uh, Captain America. I'm not sure when the first Captain America came out, but it had to be 2014 or sometime before. So uh, I, I just don't remember any kind of marketing for this film or or uh, it. It's it's got an outstanding cast, so I I, I uh, yeah I think it was the director's maybe second film that the director I think did the host as well okay um and um this might have been the director's first English speaking film yeah cool um and and I know that uh, I think it was um. I believe he's a South Korean director, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think it was based on a like a graphic novel. Oh wow! Uh, maybe a, an Italian or French graphic novel or something like that. Cool. I, I don't remember exactly, but just uh, kind of talking the origins. I think that's that's what I read. But uh, it's really interesting, and and I don't think the director, um, from what I read, I don't think he he took everything directly from. Um, the the original source, but uh, I think he changed up a lot of the stuff too. But um, so super interesting. Uh, would you watch it again? That's a thing we're going to start doing. Yeah, interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like that we're doing that. I think that's a uh, a good question to ask um, because there there are some films that that are um, they're they're. Initially good and, and a great film to watch, but sometimes you just don't need to go, to, to uh, revisit it. Uh, Logan comes to mind as mm. as, a, as an example. Um, but with with uh, this film, yeah, I, I would definitely watch it again because I think there's there's just so much there to, to kind of unpack, and I don't know if you can like get everything in and and one watch. So I think. Um, there, there were parts that, that were kind of slow for me, um, and I would probably look at my phone a little bit during the second watch, but, uh, but overall, I, I, I think that, that it, it is well worth a second watch to, to see if there's any more to, to get out of it, because there's, there's just so much there. Yeah. Yeah, I would want to watch it again. Some of it is hard to watch, in a way. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, just in 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 the, the the conditions in which they live, you know, originally, and and uh, and some of the shit they have to go through. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very interesting. Um, so I would I would certainly want to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, are you ready to get into uh, some of the some of the themes here? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, we can just kind of take it chronologically. Okay. Um, you know, originally in in the in the uh, in the first scene, I guess it says uh, something like all that boarded the um, rattling ark. Yeah, I, th- um, I thought that was a good term. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, are what's left of humanity. So you know, you kind of get right then and there that it's kind of uh, in a way post-apocalyptic and, and dystopian in that sense that uh, there was the. Um, didn't they call it the C7 or something mm-hmm. that was like the plan to cool the earth? I believe so, um, yeah. And then it, it obviously went very wrong and uh, threw us into a, another ice age. Yeah. Right? And that, seems, that seems reasonable. Yeah. And uh, they said it was based on a real plan. So. Oh, for uh, real? Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was some evidence to 
that they were pulling together to try and see if that was an option. Okay. Um, to That's kind of wild. artificially cool the, the planet or something. I don't, I'm not sure to maybe slow it down to where yeah. we're not, you know, to maybe where we're not too late. Um, but um, this, yeah. Well, thankfully, we got Elon Musk to uh, take us into space because yeah. well, he's, he's definitely going to bring us along, right? Yeah, I was going to say, he's not, he's not taking us, man. What? He's not going to take us. He's, no. I, I know. I've been packing... I know. Unpack. We're stuck here. Fuck. We're stuck here. Man. He's not going to take us. He, I don't know him at all. That's true. But he just and rescued no, those 12 kids and, and that soccer coach. He didn't do that. He was there. I don't know if he was there. All right. <laughs> I don't Anyways. Know. I have no... Um, well, there goes my hopes and dreams of yeah. recording a podcast on Mars. Yeah. If, there, if your hopes and dreams are based on Elon Musk and his money, I'd say we're fucked. Shit. All right. It, it, well. At least just on the basis of the, we have no money to give him. So, um, But we have a podcast. Yeah, but, but we don't... I, I don't think he would like it. That's fair. All right. All right. Uh, Back to the film. Uh, yeah, so without Elon Musk <laughs> to ship everybody off to Mars uh, with his money... Um, we are uh, we're stuck, and these people um, they got on 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 this uh, super train. Yep, and uh, and maybe an Elon Musk like character. Yeah, in sure. Wilford, because you do see his like corporate emblem in mm-hmm. places. So, um, you know, maybe we do get to go, but. We're at the very back of the... At the rocket, like, yeah, like we're the, the ascent of the, the rocket, where it's <laughs> yeah, always it's hot. And, really hot, yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, Probably eat roaches and protein blocks, too. Right, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. So maybe stay packed, but, okay. don't, but don't have any high hopes. All right. Um, Roach bars, here I come. Yeah. Um, so one thing that, that uh, I noticed earlier in, in the film um, is... Uh, Two, two things that that I really liked and, and immediately caught my attention. Um, I guess kind of in a, in a way it's a little cringy because like, um, for us, uh, we we uh, the indoctrinated already get like the premise. So, but uh, Chris Evans' a character I, I believe says those bastards in the front section think they own us. Um, Maybe a little campy and cheesy to to, 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 to us and whatnot, but I, I get what they were striving for there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I, uh, I do appreciate that line, and uh, I I also liked how um, the the passengers kept asking, like several of them asked, "Is it time yet?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I I I liked how they're all aware and and kind of anxious and. Um, just ready for the revolution to 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 to, to right. come around and and uh, there's a sense of urgency about it. Yeah, I, I wish more folks were were aware and and class conscious. Um, well, buddy, so, when we get crammed into that rocket ship, yeah, yeah, folks it, are going to start having those conversations. We'll uh, we'll we'll bring the 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 microphone here and your whole setup, and and we'll continue making podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that. That shows that when you, um, when you try to organize a, a society that way, 
that inevitably the people that are shit on are going to learn at some point that they are being shit on. Mm -hmm. They're going to catch on. And uh, it's the hubris of the people uh, in the front car that think that the people are too incapable or something of catching on and doing anything yeah, about like, it. Like old Selena Kyle said in, in uh, Dark Knight Rises, you think all of this can last? Right. Yeah. So, so you know, it's like a, an underestimation of the working class that's uh, continual. But, you know, to, to their detriment, to the upper classes, you know, detriment. Um, but, uh, you know, it uh, it also is mentioned that if you control the engine of the train, mm -hmm. control the world. Right. And uh, I think that's a that's an interesting line. And um, it that they, they even mention about how other revolutions have failed because they weren't able to take control of the engine. Right. So what do you think the engine represents? Uh. I don't know. I think it's probably. Um, I think it's probably uh, uh, the means of production. Yeah, yeah. I, you I, know? I think I think that's a that's a super good um, analysis. I, I yeah. I, I don't know what else it could mean because like that's that's what the 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 the, the revolution is is uh, designed to to take. That's what us we the proletariat are are supposed to, to to rise up and 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 successfully grab is is the means of production we if we can right. if we control that then we control the world now the, the that ends up being somewhat you know futile in 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 uh in the end and we'll get to that but uh i think it i think it does represent the means of production yeah and uh you know, you've you've heard the uh, the the terms like you know the engine of of history is class struggle. You know, when talking about dialectical materialism, so I think that class struggle in 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 you know Marx's kind of historical materialism and, and dialectics, he, he always sees the um, class struggle as the engine that moves um, a society. You know. Uh, through these stages, mm -hmm. so um, so I think that the engine is really a good a good term that's used. Yeah, um, and I and I like that. There's you know there can be so much discussion around just that. You know, I think it's very Marxian in its in its uh, usage. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 so much there that that. Uh, he he's he's the the director is is definitely indoctrinated with with some Marxist ideas and I yeah, think you I think even he's got to be yeah I think you even told me that he's he's kind of a leftist for that's what I read that he was part of like some sort of leftist South Korean party but I don't know anything about the party and the party isn't going anymore um, so I'm not sure where he falls now or um, what exactly is going on there but I think he's I think he's a leftist, but um, he's got to be, you know, like you said, kind of. Um, he's got to be knowledgeable of, of this yeah, to for some sure. degree, just because of the the terminology used. But I, I love how that's used. Um, 
and you know he he obviously shows like the tools of the of the state or 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 of the train uh being the militant police or whatever mm-hmm. um when you know in the beginning it's uh the the one of the officers comes back and he asks if anyone plays violin mm-hmm. um because i guess they want to entertain the um the elites in the front sure you know and uh, and you see a, a, an older couple, and one of them is ripped away from the other one, and um, and it Poor really Dora's got punched in the face. Yeah, and that it hurt uh, my feelings. And then uh, again, more uh, more of of, of uh, ripping away. Um, this one kind of was uh, applies to to now, unfortunately, with the with the, the yanking the kids away from their uh their parents and whatnot so that that was kind of hard to watch because of of uh again what's going on with uh trump zero policy um and and they supposedly passed a law that that uh or signed a a bill that kind of like is supposed to negate that but the but they're they still end up stuck in cages and it it, i think it's only like kind of temporary that they can't be separated from their families or 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 something to that effect well and in the you know in the film you know you see that you see kids being taken away and and, uh and put to work for the the uh the train and the engine and everything to keep going um and that's where you see a lot of that like child labor and, Mm -hmm. and exploitation on that um, but I think this is all just kind of related to class divide, but, um, you know, there's a, uh, and even, you know, Tilda Swinton's character, I think it is, says all things flow from the sacred engine, you know, um, and all passengers have their, um, their positions, mm-hmm. you know, again, going back to your <clears throat> social Darwinism, right. Uh, point. And there's a lot more we can get into about that. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, we don't want to give it away yet, I guess, no. because it's um, it's it's so so much to talk about the ending there. But um, uh, there's a realization that that when she says, "Put that useless thing away," when there's a gun mm-hmm. being pointed uh, at Gilliam. Uh, I, I think it's Curtis, Chris Evans' character, who later is kind of talking uh, to some of the other um, individuals that are that are in this revolt, mm-hmm. and he says like I think they're out of bullets, you know, um, and then Gillian says no, that just means that you know she wouldn't you know order me to be shot, yeah, because she knows that there's some sort of connection between him. And Wilford at the front of the train, right? Which we don't know at the time, right? Um, and and the uh, he says, no, I, I think they you know used them all up in the last revolt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a great scene, um, there is he he there's you know uh, the, the revolt kind of begins and there's a chaotic thing and he runs up and he and he grabs the the uh end of the rifle and he and he puts it uh, to his head and then he the 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 pushes officer in, yeah. or whatever you know um 
it, it doesn't do anything. It's yeah, you know, it doesn't fire anything. Well, no, I think I think it was Curtis that that actually pushed in on the trigger itself because oh, he, it? he, he knew it it wasn't gonna fire. Um, which is kind of a gamble, but <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it, it proved his theory right that and they then, don't have bullets. And then they screamed, you know, they've got no bullets, and everybody went. And then yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the like legitimacy of government. You know? Yeah, I thought that um, we talked about it during the film, and I I, I think this is a, a, a super good point that you are about to bring up. For well, sure. you know, it's it, that struck me as as interesting because one of the first like discussions in a lot of like American government, you know, one hundred and one classes in, in in college and stuff, or like you know, in my experience was had to do with like the legitimacy of a government and talking about like John Locke and the social contract and what we give up as individuals um, uh, to have certain resources or protection or, or whatever from a government, mm-hmm. what we give to a community or society, um, but also what rights we retain. Um, and, uh, there is that that only works if you believe you're you're part of something that is a legitimate structure or or has a legitimate infrastructure that can provide those things mm-hmm. and um and we talked a little bit about that in our q and a with Locke and hume and 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 Hobbes and some of that but uh really what it comes down to is so many of those discussions in like government 101 have to do with the legitimacy of government and a legitimacy of an authority you know because um in order to do that there has to be some sort of you know conflict resolution ability Mm -hmm. within government or you know some sort of ability to protect citizens on a massive level level of of defense or something um or provide for them in a certain way and I think when what we discovered here in this film is that their entire structure of government or society or whatever is existing in this train is based on on fear and you know so there's not any legitimacy really to that structure so what they have is they have something that is held in place really just by by those guns and by the fear um, that they instill, and um, we found out that it was not based on anything else. That mm-hmm. it was an illegitimate operation um, and an Ill- illegitimate structure because um, it was very fragile. You know, when they said, um, "Hey, they've got no bullets," everybody, you know, chaos began. Yep. And yep. and and so it wasn't, uh, you know. There was nothing else holding that little society together. It was, um, it was. I think we learned that it was entirely based on that fear, and that it was uh, an illegitimate structure of society and government um, to to begin with. And they had no legitimacy really because there was really no acceptance of that authority uh, to be governed by those people. And so it was uh, a really kind of false um it was really kind of a false um structure on which it was built uh, as far as their little government operation um 
and and I think we learned that. And I I thought that was really interesting because uh, that just kind of goes back to a lot of that um, theory in early stages of government and uh, in societal structures and. Uh, it that's where it started to unravel in the film, and I thought it was really cool and really well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, one, once again, like I, I can't comment too much on on uh, anything about Locke and and because I don't know any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 makes sense that that if if you remove the the one thing that is upholding this government, which is like you said, fear, then you remove that. Uh, that kind of block that's holding up this this thing, then yeah, it, it becomes illegitimate, and then you have no reason to not revolt. And it shows that there was really no legitimacy in the first place because it was not a government or society that benefited anyone but those in the front. You know, yeah. so be, you know because after the after the fear was removed from the equation the people found no other reason not to revolt so. yeah and even when even when the bullets did get reintroduced um in that in that school car uh they still didn't give up because yeah. they they had they had already like um their fear had been removed it uh the 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 fact that they did have bullets probably was a was a setback and i'm sure they they wished that uh they actually were completely out of bullets, but it, it still didn't slow them down because they, they continued to press forward. Yeah. And they had momentum by that point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And um, they get to a point where there's a, uh, to this part of the train where these guys in black masks have axes and they, um, they cut open this fish. I'm not really sure why. There's a lot of theories on that. I don't really. The, I read something that the the director said that it was just supposed to be kind of a primal ritualistic, um, you know, show of 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 you know some sort of force or something before the battle, um, before they engaged in in whatever battle the, that they were about to. Um, I also read in some places that it was poisonous or there was some toxic element but that they were from the fish that they were dipping their um, uh, axes into and uh, and I'm not sure uh, I, I I knew that I'm not sure that that was really alluded to at any point but yeah um, i, I would have liked I don't some know if that was just a, a couple of fan theories or yeah what, i, I would have liked some explanation on that i i just assumed it was look fish smell really bad we're gonna cut this open and if you don't want to smell bad and get some fish blood on you go away back up yeah that's i mean um, that would that would deter me i'd be like okay you win yeah i'd probably be like that's gross and uh i didn't sign up for this and yeah. for the revolution if there's fish guts then being being thrown at me i'm just i'm gonna wilt yeah um yeah i'm not really a big a big fan of fish anyways no, so no. um i'm good yeah so the, it could have ended right there but they they pushed on <laughs> um so good for them and uh and and they were like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna carry on, and 
uh, they took their chances with the fish and the men with the axes. And I just, I don't know, I saw this as a little bit of like maybe the the bourgeoisie kind of pushing back once they were kind of busting through class structures yeah. and class divides. This yeah, was it, maybe a pushback of that. It reminded me of, it, it kind of seemed like a real representation of what would happen to us if we if we revolted right here and now. Um we would or any time really i yeah, think that's probably going to have there 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 are going to be those barriers we'd get squashed immediately um, but i i think that uh especially if they they use the fish I'm, I'm just the, if the, the fish is a deal breaker but um so that's our kryptonite but yeah um but uh you know i i did i guess i saw that as kind of like one more barrier um, one more layer of you know the 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 front of the car, the bourgeois kind of um, pushing back because uh, they were getting really close to to busting through mm-hmm. uh, out of mm-hmm. their positions and their you know whatever. Um, so you know, um, I think that that what the people had to hope for though, and the momentum carried them through, obviously, and um, and at that point they were kind of caught i guess yeah um and and we took a little bit of a different direction but uh it ends up uh there's a a really cool scene in this yellow kind of like room these yellow lights and everything um that was really sci-fi like to me um it kind of reminded me of of uh that like hallway in and um Empire Strikes Back, where where Luke and Darth Vader are, are having their their little showdown. Yeah, it, yeah. It looked a lot like that. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, and it reminded me also of like the Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where um, I don't remember his name, but the uh, the um, Jared Leto's character kind yeah. of like lived and operated. It was yeah, very, like yeah, it was. it was all like yellow and and orange yeah. tinted and stuff, but. I thought it was super cool. So that was yeah, that I, was I that was one of enjoyed. my favorite rooms that they explored. Yeah, yeah, and there was like some some kind of fight scene action mm-hmm. in there, and um, but uh, I really just like the uh, the the attention to detail of 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 the individual cars, man. Like I thought they had some some really interesting cars. Yeah. Um, did you see the one that had a fucking dentist chair in it? Somebody was getting some getting a filling done. Oh yeah, and then they had like the sushi bar and the nightclub one. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and we can't forget the uh, the the school thing. Yeah, a lot um, a lot of shit happened in there. God, um, that was that was cringy and in a good way. In a, in it was, a it, yeah, it was creepy. You know, um, just getting indoctrinated with with uh, fucking representing the, the the Wilford person as as like almost godlike in a way and 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 they showed him the seven when they passed you know as like a here's why you don't revolt yeah you know right um so definitely some conditioning and some some creepy shit there um but you know they 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 educate um very carefully the uh, the the kind of elite kids, and then they they rip away the mm-hmm. the the lower classes kids and and uh, put them to work as we'll see here shortly. Um, so you know, m- moving um, uh, 
moving on to kind of, I guess, the, the, the portion that uh, I think we can have the most, um, has the most meat to it, you know, so to speak. The um, Well, ho- I, there was one point uh, before that that, that I kind of wanted to, sorry, uh, um, but I, 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 I wanted to comment on, on like, just how many of, of his uh, Curtis's comrades died in 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 the lead up to him getting to the engine? Um, it's kind of a stark reminder that that whenever the re- yeah, revolution comes, it's it, it it's it's going to be hard and 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 bloody, and ultimately we're we're going to lose folks that that we care about and and um, but. Uh, I, I thought it was important that he continued to press on and and uh, endure the losses and and I think uh, I think ultimately that's what what it's going to have to come to for us. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think it's interesting they they made him the kind of protagonist, I guess, but uh, and the like main character, but uh, at the end. He was not. I feel like he wasn't as consequential, mm-hmm. um, because once he reached the the um, the front of the of the train, um, and he spoke with Wilford. Um, I he basically Wilford lays out um, everything that's been going on. And says this is an artificial revolt. You know your revolution has been planned carefully, and a little bit of a twist there, I guess. And uh, of course, spoilers now. Um, uh, spoilers will abound, but um, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, he. Uh, he says that the the revolution every few years is to restore a quote unquote balance, um, and so that the people at the back don't get too you know upset or they have something to believe in if there's mm-hmm. some sort of talk of revolution. And then we figure out that Wilford and and Gilliam were in on it together um, originally to engineer this, and Gilliam stayed at the back and spoke of revolution to give hope you know every and, and every few years it was supposed to go only so far and then um then kind of die down and, and yeah. be this cyclical thing um but they did get further uh which i guess impressed wilford mm-hmm. because he offered his job at the front to curtis right um, so that kind of brings about the question um one i guess this is a a, a double question thing um, do you think one that Gilliam was supposed to represent Marx, and two, do you think um, that maybe the director or possibly the was it was it this that was supposed to be the the graphic novel, the this movie or was that another movie? Um, yeah, that was after the graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think either the, the director or because I don't know how much was taken from the, the the graphic novel or whatnot? I don't either. Yeah. Um, do you think the director like wanted to to imply that that um, Karl Marx kind of um, 
had like kind of towed the same line to 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 was he was was Gilliam our Marks and was Marks their Gilliam? Does that make sense? Um, kind of. Uh, I I don't I don't think that they are very closely related to me because I think that the operation on the train is really badly laid out. Yeah. And I think that uh, Marx would have had to have been in, in working with the capitalists and in, in industry anyways, you know, uh, if that were the case. Um, as Gilliam is for um, Wilford. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously that wasn't the case. Right. Um, so... I think maybe if anything, he was like a, and maybe this is what you're getting at. He was like a, um, a pseudo Marx or something, yeah, some yeah. sort of like that's, pseudo. That's pretty much what I meant. I just took a bad way of asking it. Uh, no, I, I, I think maybe, you know, he was like a, a supposed to be that symbol or something or, yeah. or was like a pseudo revolutionary old wise revolutionary, um, that was supposed to, 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 give rise to something else mm-hmm. in the, in the back of the train. Um, but it was an act of course. Um, and you know, I think what we have here is a misunderstanding of how the social sciences work in general. Uh, I don't know if that's in, you know, on, on Wilford and, and Gilliam's part because they organized this society as if, you know, social Darwinism is, a given or something, mm-hmm. as if the, uh, as if um, by some sort of like Jordan Peterson logic, the uh, what is a biological processes for um, you know uh, within that occurs within nature, um, this sort of Darwinian thing is applicable to um, the social sciences mm-hmm. when. Uh, that is not the case, and um, to, to assume that the classes must be kept in this order, and to assume that um, everything has to be organized this way, and and um, there is a distinct underclass and elite, um, you know, that really you have to make a lot of assumptions, and most of them begin and end with with a, a, a social Darwinism kind mm-hmm. of approach to why do we deserve to be up here and they deserve to be back there or whatever um, instead of any, any you know a train of equality right um, so I think there's just a, a really big misunderstanding of how like society and and what is applicable to the social sciences work there within this train Um and I think that then maybe it's like regulation has failed and authority is flawed. So then maybe the director is at this point outside of the film, kind of zooming out of the plot, is saying we need to take our chance on nature um, in, in reality, which is actually throwing a wrench in the works, uh, uh, bombing this whole thing, blowing up the train. And starting over, yeah, which is a little bit, I guess maybe anarchist or, or and, and primitive. Um, 
Which I find interesting. Yeah, because it uh, wasn't enough to... But it's not Marx. It's not no, Marxist, no, though. No, definitely um, not. Um, because, like, as, as like, relating back to, to when they said, like, all the other revolutions failed because um, we, we didn't take the engine. Well, they took the engine this time, and, and it, it still didn't... Which, if we're going to believe that that's the means of production, then, of course, the... The dictatorship of the proletariat begins then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this was a critique on regime change without systemic change and the change in the conditions of the train mm-hmm. um, and kind of a, 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 a bourgeois electoral politics critique or if this was a critique of kind of zooming closer to leftist politics and revolutionary politics if this was a critique of kind of you know Soviet style more authoritarian communism uh, that shows that you know because it very clearly says we have to take the engine but then when they take the engine and he tries to hand over the title um, he has every ability to take the engine at that point and doesn't yeah, and it and so at some point we have to assume that there are implications that um, I guess outside of the plot the director is saying that was not enough. You yeah, know? because or, like maybe it, it's a critique that that um, he is is doomed to, to kind of become like the next Wilford, and which and, is a big critique of you know how authoritarian kind of societies work, and 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 like the the critiques of the bureaucracy within Leninism and Stalinism and so on, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily agree with. But, yeah, all, all, um, all I, I believe, like, most anarchists uh, disagree with just general Marxism-Leninism because it still leads to a hierarchy. Right, and so, you know, it was kind of like, um, I, 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 I sensed those implications there, but, and then I have a quote from the director, um, uh, from a, I guess it's I09 or I09, um, gizmodo.com. Um, they, uh, they interviewed the director and, and he said that, uh, quote, is it more revolutionary to want to take control of the society that's oppressed you or to try and escape from the system altogether? End quote. Now, to me, that, I don't know if that's a misunderstanding on the direction, on the director's part mm-hmm. of, the dictatorship of the proletariat and that process and taking quote unquote the engine as the means and then the process that is the withering away of the state and of the classes that would would have been within the train because that from my perspective would have been ideal yeah um but you know that it seems to me that if you've got this infrastructure and you've got the train and that is the only thing that is allowing you not to freeze to death um then you'd probably need to, you know, take control of those means of production and the means of survival in the train. And he was basically, Wilford was basically giving it up to him. Um, now, I don't know the conditions. You know, we didn't get that technical, I guess, but we didn't get that kind of information of what Wilford was going to do after he just gave it up. Yeah, that was kind of um, weird. But And if there were conditions or if he was going to make sure it was run just like he did and you know kind of like that but um ideally it he would have been able to take those means and you know organize the train in a way that it that that society and that quote-unquote state 
would have withered away, you know, in mm-hmm. a Leninist kind of um, way. But uh, instead, the director with that quote seems to to imply that it is better to, you know, escape the thing altogether, um, which is interesting because uh, the film ends with uh, with with the. Um, with the two young youngest people that I that I I think we you know got to know well throughout the film yeah, Yona and Tim um, and they're after the plane after the train is blown up they're um, they walk out of it and they're they're kind of left just walking through trudging through the snow um, and I, I believe I read that the director then expects them to um kind of repopulate the earth. Yeah. Um that seems optimistic to me. Yeah, that's very optimistic. Given that these were quote unquote train babies that never lived in these conditions before. Right. But, and I mean immediately after they they like um started walking in the snow a, a fucking polar bear spotted them and, right. and was probably like, "Oh shit, is that human meat? Yeah. Let me go get some of that." Um so you know, outside of, of leftist politics in general, it could be seen as a critique of regime change without systemic change, and you're bound to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. Very interesting there. Within leftist politics, because we know that there is some leftist, there are some leftist ties there with the director, and there is something more that I think he's trying to get at. Um, ultimately, it seems a critique of a revolution that would use the current structure and just prefer something unknown and uncharted, which is interesting but undefined yeah um and uh so you know i think uh i also want to know where they got those coats those those big yeah nice coats that fit them going uh, going back a little bit i think if if we're talking about um social darwinism and uh if if uh old wilford was a was a fan of it and and uh maybe he instead of instead of fish uh, cutting up the fish or whatever, maybe, maybe those those guys in the mask should have had like lobsters. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. Cause uh, that would have been good. We know Jordan Peterson; he likes him some fucking lobsters. He does. He bases everything on. You that. throw a lobster at somebody, they're gonna come snapping at right. you real fast, and you're not gonna know what hit you. And yeah. and it's it's for 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 the hierarchy, uh, because. Yeah, we, we have so much in common with them. Yeah, we're all lobsters, basically. Basically. Um, so for uh, what we should do um, with our society, let's look to lobsters. Yes. Um, but, you know, also, uh, I, I kind of glossed over this, but at one point, the, the child labor issue, they, they do, um, Wilford raises up the a thing in the floor, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, and they see... That uh, you know, kids are under there just churning away and and like you know keeping everything going. So, um, we're just fucked up. But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's that. Um, I, so you don't really know if Gilliam it just believes exactly uh, buys in all this shit and believes exactly yeah. what Wilford does and is just playing the whole time, kind of acting the whole time or what. But. Um, I think ultimately I kind of read it as within leftist politics, revolutionary politics. It's a critique of like former 
um, or you know, just past forms of communism and revolution that have mm-hmm. uh, that are often criticized as unsuccessful because of their authoritarian structures or 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 bureaucratic um, tendencies or whatever. And, and that's not something I, t- I typically agree with, but it is something that I I, uh, I I understand and I and I sympathize with to a degree. And I think it's not something that we get worked into the fabric so well of of film so mm-hmm. um a lot of respect there and a, a lot i have a lot of appreciation for that um what do you think is that kind of where you land or yeah yeah i mean pretty much um i i kind of had a a um way less intelligent observation and and uh kind of theory on on that i i thought uh i thought maybe the director was um kind of alluding to um the train being earth or whatever and um just trashed that and i thought them going back out into the snow uh journeying into unknown land for them too was was maybe an illusion to 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 go into space which is kind of elon muskian um but yeah then we talked about it and uh that that totally shit on my theory i mean it's a really interesting take because if you look at the kind of context of the whole film it's based around like ecological disaster so right which is what everybody's kind of thinking we need to go to mars for in the first place so um i'm ready i know you are i'm packed i know you are um always good to be prepared um but yeah again just a a, a big thanks to uh to rot front or uh, at commie party hats is that right communist yeah. party yeah. hats yeah uh, uh, yeah, commie party hats. Commie party hats for uh, suggesting this and being a uh, a patron and uh, just being super cool all around and uh, and and we appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. Um, we do have a Patreon page that mm-hmm. we've set up. Um, three tiers. Uh, one of them uh, is just general support. You know, for uh, you just want to give us a dollar because you you're a nice person and you think we're cool or whatever um and the second tier is three dollars and uh you can request a film and we will guarantee the film be scheduled uh and uh, the film review and analysis be scheduled into an episode and uh then the 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 uh the five dollar one the third tier is um that same thing but then you call in and if you want to discuss it and um have a have a discussion on the air on the podcast um about that we'd love to get your thoughts so um check us out there do you have a address for that or yeah patreon.com slash leftist media podcast that's easy enough um and uh hit us up on twitter any thoughts you have about this film or uh or any others um Please let us know at uh, we're at Left Media Pod. Mm-hmm. So hit us up on there. If you find us on iTunes, give us a review and rating. Please, we're, we're still new. We're still working on this. So we appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Everybody that's um, you know a part of this, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Yep. 
So uh, tune in next week for uh, Okja, Okja, which, which is uh, the uh, also suggested by uh, Rotfront. He uh, signed up for for the three dollar tier and and um, <clears throat> has has uh, suggested that that we do Okja, and which is by the same director as as this movie that we just reviewed. So um, yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to be doing that next week. Should be fun. Um, so, yeah, tune in, and uh, we appreciate you. And uh, thanks again to all our, uh, all our comrades out there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, take it easy. We're signing off. In solidarity, comrades. <laughs>